This week, I try to catch them all. Anime girlfriends, that is. And I'm not doing it because I like you or anything. Baka. Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Garrett. And we watch anime. Oh, man. Well, Garrett, uh, I think this is an important milestone for you, my friend. Okay. We're trying to find you the perfect anime girlfriend for you. And I kind of gave you this week, almost like the Sears catalog of anime girlfriends. The okay. Different shapes, different sizes, different flavors. And yeah. before we begin and we kind of dive into the content that we got through this week, I want to get your initial thoughts. What did you think about the girls? And you kind of said something really funny about what what women are portrayed in, in plots and how they get. The yeah, stories. yeah, they they do not get the good storylines, and uh, they they are not shined often in a positive light. And I am not saying that's fair in any way, shape, or form. Uh, also, it does not matter what type of archetype you are you have tremendously large breasts. Yes. So that's, that's one thing I've learned. And one thing is that everything's blushing, not just your breasts, but your cheeks. And everything's blushing because you're just always embarrassed to be, you know... One of the characters, I was going to wait, when they blush, they, these thought bubbles come up with, like, pink dots. And I kept thinking that, like, pig nipples were coming up because it looked like <laughs> the underside of a pig with, like, the pink nipple dots. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Yes, unfortunately, that was a, that's a factor of ellipses being in Japanese style. So instead <laughs> of ellipses being this way, it goes this way. But I can see how you can go to pig nipples first. <laughs> You know what? Yeah, I mean, but you know what, Garrett? There's a lot lost in translation for a lot of these things, and this is just me slowly leading you into what it means to be a true fan. And so, so you're saying that the Japanese lang written language goes up and down, north and south, not and, east and west. And then, no, actually, it goes uh, yeah, east to west, right? So it goes right to left. So it's actually like the exact opposite of how you would read it. And if you read manga, like you, you I've given you a manga before where it's mm -hmm. in the orientation of going where we would normally read okay right so it's right to left like it's like it's hebrew well not i i <laughs> no, ellipses are pig nipples yes the ellipses are pig nipples that's going to yeah. be in our tagline uh so basically um the reason why and for those of you who are listening i i i've had garrett embark on a a journey much like we did with fan service to kind of discover what it is that makes storylines that involve more than two women Mm -hmm. So the same, right? When there's a woman, more than when there's a woman and a man, they have kind of a unique situation, a unique relationship. A lot of times you can fall for them as like a relationship. But when there's more than two women vying for one man's attention, they all fall into like these little categories. And mm -hmm. that is the girlfriend archetype. And um, okay. so, so yeah, so tell what I, what I, what I uh, strategized for you this week. Right. So uh, Kyle lined up for very different um, archetypes for female characters. Uh, sundere, uh, Kudere, Dandere, and Yandere. You know what? Uh, that was fantastic, Gary. Was it? it? was close? All right. Yeah, that's actually very good. Okay. Uh, so for the... Uh, I have no idea what any of those mean. However, we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, uh, for the Sundere, uh, there was a false love. Uh, for Kudere, there was absolute duo. Which I apologize for, for making you watch. <laughs> Don, that that was not the worst of the bunch. That oh, I really? Watched, okay. Because yeah, I watched it, I was like, ugh, that I didn't like. I don't like that. Uh, Dandere, which uh -huh. was the, the world only God knows, which is a pretentious as hell title. <laughs> um, and then there was Yandere, which was Future Diary, which was effing creepy man yes but i mean i think out of all those four you would actually really like future diary more than the other ones but uh so what we're gonna do what i do first before we dive into the actual episodes that you watch is i'm gonna give you a short explanation in my own white guy way of explaining to you what these particular terms mean now okay. what happens is is that a lot of times in japanese they speak in what's called onomatopoeia so for those who aren't english linguists it's sound noises so we how we say bing and zap and pow and all those things things that batman would say when he punches someone in <laughs> that the face. adam west had on the television yeah jab yes. japan has even more of those if not more so and a lot of ways that they explain things or they talk involve sounds so if someone's saying that like my heart was beating really fast 
They might just say doki doki, which means my heart was beating, the sound of what your mm -hmm. heart was making. So in this case, dere dere, D-R-E, D-R-E, is to be lovey-dovey with someone. So uh -huh. when it adds that suffix, it means that eventually you're going to get to a loving relationship with this archetype, right? So if mm -hmm. it's a tsundere, yandere, it's all for the intent of a mm -hmm. romantic relationship. There's other suffixes that get added to, but for the most part, dere is what's added. The beginning parts are personality quirks that come out in very, very common ways across anime, especially in the harem and romance genre. And uh, so for the most part, uh, you'll get tsundere and, and, and kudere and dandere, but, and yandere is its own thing, like way out in the back. And we'll, we'll dive in a little bit more as it goes. Um, so to start, and how we kind of always start, is we, we're going to go through the four episodes, and I want to hear your initial impressions. I know, once again, unlike, just like in fan service, we gave you the middle of the season. You had no idea yeah. what was happening. So, so no I don't know, that. like, the greater story arc right. going on. I'm just taking this little sliver of, of life. And, right, uh, and not I only that, but, like, I also asked you not necessarily to really care what the story is, more... Mm -hmm. what journey was these individual women going on and, and what was their, what was their right. experiences like and what was their, what their tactics on getting around the problem. Mm -hmm. So the first episode we're going to be talking about is episode six of season one of Nisekoi, which means false love. Um, I've, mm -hmm. I've, I watched this one before. I've actually read the manga more than I have the anime. Um, and I read it all the way through. So I know the whole story, but I want to hear what you learned from it. And especially your, the misadventures of Chitoge, who is the blonde. The quintessential blonde. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, three out of the four uh, anime that you gave me were like school based, like school uniforms, high schoolers. Mm -hmm. And I imagine that that's a, a strategy to write stories about the people that probably be watching the anime. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, as simple as that. Uh, so Chirage is a really prickly character. So what I got from the episode was it seems to be there's a boy that Chirage likes, but she's doing the the hard-to-get, tease-you-on-the-playground type of uh, right. attempt. Uh, and in the episode, from what I gather, there was some sort of incident at the pool where I don't know if she was almost drowning or if she had trouble in the water, and this mm -hmm. guy, like, saved her, and... Uh, she wants to thank him, but she also wants to call him an idiot every other word as well. <laughs> it doesn't help that... What's his... Is it I Ichijo? Uh, um, the character's name. Anyway. The, the male character? Ichijo. Ichijo. It does not help that he's a friggin' moron. <laughs> he is dense as a brick wall. And, and so... so true. And I'm glad you got that out of the first episode from this one, but go yeah. ahead. <laughs> not only is is she a bad communicator, but he can just not pick up on like anything, and and uh, which of course leads to some to some humor. Um, but yeah, no, she's just very like she's like, oh, I don't want to like this idiot. How come he doesn't understand what I'm saying? I'm just trying to say thank you, and while she's trying to say thank you, she's practically insulting him. And that's kind of kind of what I remember most of the episode was was she tries to thank him like like five times in the hallway and every time it ends with her beating him up and he's like whoa 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 why are you doing this why are you doing this and she's like let's try this again dumbass <laughs> and this is like i love it because i picked this one for several reasons one is I think for each of these episodes that I picked for you, I wanted the specific archetype to be the central character of mm -hmm. the of the story because yeah. usually the archetypes like the Sundere is one of like the secondary love interests. Mm -hmm. um, so just to kind of give the honorable mention on what normally happens is that usually the, these these series usually where there's romance or harem or any other thing where the male is involved with several females is that they're usually introduced to the girl next door who's like kind of your friend but you kind of consider you the sister, but like you're kind of still interested in him. And that person gets introduced first. Then the second person you get introduced is usually what's known as the tsundere. Now tsun is, uh, is a onomatopoeia for tsun tsun, which means to be like, <laughs> it's like to be very like standoffish, to be very, um, you know, to be very like turn up your nose at things. And right. so if you combine the two where you take the tsun, the part kind of like cantankerous, shrewish person with mm -hmm. dede, which means lovey-dovey, what that means is you're, you're trying to crack the shell of this like bratty, 
snotty po- exterior to get to the gooey lovey-dovey center in the middle. And that's generally, if you were to ask most weebs and otaku that exist out there, Tsundere is their favorite because of that reason. It's like oh, the, okay. kind of the, and, and, and I'm going to, well, it's kind of like hard to get in a way too. Right. It's, it's kind of, it's, in my opinion, it builds into the fantasy that like the, all the, the geeks out there in Japan who like get all the women are mean to them and stuff like that. It's a way of saying like, it's not that they're mean to you because you're not in, you know, necessarily a good catch. It's because they're you really just got to work harder to get their attention. And like, oh, oh. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's it's a yeah, little bit of that. Okay. Whatever you got to tell yourself, bud. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a pretty much a fantasy that is portrayed through this archetype. And so the reason why we're kind of delving into it is you're going to see this one a lot more than others. Um, and with this anime, more than anything, and I'm glad you brought up the, the male, male character protagonist, and I want to dive into more of that, is that Anytime there's a harem or a, mm-hmm. a, a, a episode or anything with um, central male with multiple females, the male is the densest, dumbest human being who has no ability to pick up on body language, words. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. just like, oh, she seems to be blushing and running away every time she sees me. She must have lots of stomach trouble. Like, it's right. a lot of that. And I'm with you. Like, I read the whole thing throughout the entire arc of this thing. And I was like, this main protagonist is so dumb. I just <laughs> like him. He, you know, and once again, you and I yeah, like. And isn't he like? I kind of read the description. Isn't he like the son of like a yakuza or something? Oh yeah, like great. That? Thank you for reminding me. So the the story of Nisekoi is that um, uh, Ichijo belongs to a yakuza uh, family within his or his group, but he doesn't really want to be part of it. Right. He just kind of wants to go of his own way, but he still is like the next heir because it's family based. Yeah, it's and, kind of a hard business family business to get away from. Right. Exactly. And. Uh, with Chitoge, she is the uh, she is the heiress of the Beehive, the Beehive uh, Mafia group. So she's like an American uh, oh. gangster. Okay, so, so so that kind of makes sense because they they have this five minute ordeal over the food she's eating right. in, the, in the episode where everyone sits down to lunch and she opens her bento box and it's like yeah caviar and lobster right. and they're like whoa and she's like. I am from ordinary family. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's actually, so, so for Chitoge and, and Ichijo, unfortunately, when they first met each other, they didn't know this about each other, about their respective families. And they just hated each other from the initial gut get go. They just disliked each other. But then the two met mafia families in an act of like peacefulness, they decided to, make it seem like these two are dating so that there won't be a war between these two particular families. So, because you're not going to attack the other if they're connected. Yeah. So there was like the underlying, that's your boyfriend. And she's like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So that's what the fake love is all about. It's, it's the idea that like for the sake of the family, they're staying together and she dislikes him. He dislikes her, but like, she's also kind of like playing hard to get and he's kind of being super Mm -hmm. dense. It goes on for that for like at least 400 chapters. And you know, I I don't know if he dislikes her. I don't know if he dislikes right. her so much as he couldn't find his way out of a wet paper bag. Yeah, yeah. Right. And not only that, but she's this particular tsundere uh, um, archetype known as the tsunhime, and hime means princess. Mm-hmm. So it's the tsundere, but she's also like actually a high-class person. They call her Ojo-sama, which means like mm-hmm. great great heiress or great uh, daughter or honorary daughter, like young lady. So okay. she actually has like status, and so she kind of kind of plays that off as, in that way because she has that that prissiness to her. She's very much like that. So, um, so our, so just to kind of give you some summary of what you'll find in a tsundere, some classic things that you'll notice is that unlike Chitoge, most of them will have this like constantly, uh, have a RB, you know, RBF or resting bitch face where like their eyes are constantly like angry and gruff looking. <laughs> and the second thing is they're constantly crossing their arms and going, hm. mm-hmm. usually, they're the smaller breasted of the group. So because, oh, well, I mean, why else would they be resentful of the world? Right. right? Exactly. Like they're not getting the, t- the attention clearly. <laughs> and the big thing that I love to bring out in, and I was testing this out today is they love to point. And like when they call someone a jerk or a baka, they don't just point, they point up with their thumb out. And I don't know how they do that, but they're like, you are such a jerk. And like, yeah, try doing that. It's, it's really painful, but they do it all the time. Like, yeah, I don't like you. <laughs> And and then eventually the exclamation do. point of points. Like. Yes, exactly. It's like if you could flip someone off and stick out the thumb, it like gives it a little bit more oomph. Our Sunere is often not the primary female character, mm-hmm. but a like the next 
female character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's usually in like, and I hate to be overgeneralizing because, like, you know, like in this case, the tsundere is the right. is the main character, and that's not always the case. Usually, it is the you get the girl next door, your best friend of many years, who always wakes you up in the morning, and then you act, he accidentally sees your panties, and then there's yeah. the then there's the tsundere that gets introduced, and then you got the like <laughs> the, usually then you got the coup today and the dandere, and all that stuff gets kind of going yeah. on as it goes, but. Really, the tsundere is one of two directions. It's either the actual love interest that you end up getting because she's the one you really want to mm-hmm. crack, the shell you want to crack, or she ends up being like, she ends up learning to lighten up. And that's usually her character arc. Is not she so kind of reminds me of like Rizzo in Greece. It's very good point. She is, she is a, she's very stuck up and... Uh, tough talking. Tough talking. Doesn't take... You know, S- lit from anybody. nobody. She yeah. takes <laughs> because she's got pride. She's got power. <laughs> she's a badass mother who don't take no lip from nobody. Sorry, I don't. Anytime you have any way of getting me into Cool Runnings, I'm gonna go to Cool Runnings. I'm sorry for those. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhythm. <laughs> Anybody who's younger than 25, I apologize. Uh. So, <laughs> so yeah. So that's just general with the tsundere is is that the arcs are usually they're going to be the love interest or they're going to be the male kind of inspires them to lighten up and realize that like, you know, the upbringing that they have doesn't define them, you know, overachieving mm-hmm. doesn't define them, that they can be actually caring and have friends and stuff. Like okay. They usually don't get a lot of friends because of this. Mm-hmm. And if you can tell Chitoge really needs to find friends. Yeah. Um, but that, that has two that try really hard, but yeah, it just doesn't work as well. And, yeah. and they're usually the most violent. They're usually the most one that will do the most smacking and kicking and all that stuff. So <laughs> yeah, she um, beats, beats him up uh, numerous times. So eventually we'll rank if you were to if you were to collect them all, so to speak. We're going to rank these, but uh, mm-hmm. from what you learned of the plot and uh, and of what I told you about mm-hmm. Sundays and like, would you want to learn more about Chitoge's story? Would you follow up on Nisekoi? Uh, now that I know that it's like sort of uh, again, I was just hopping in, but now that I sort of know that it's about this false story to keep two like warring. Mm-hmm. clans of the yakuza peace like yeah that that adds some intrigue right also though he like he walks around carrying a pendant that's like the size of a baseball mitt so necklace. that dumb necklace <laughs> that is the that is the central thread because okay because uh, i no, don't, no, no, you don't need them. to get into it because it's about another girl and blah 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 <laughs> so the central idea for him is that he's got a pendant and there's a girl that he promised himself to that has the key mm-hmm. and like the key is going to go into the pendant but like he doesn't know who and like eventually all the girls have keys and it's really stupid so <laughs> like it's you okay. got the key to my heart box yeah like, it's it's so on the nose and like it lasts way longer than it should like <laughs> And at the end of the at the end of the day, you do find out who it is, and it really doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the biggest <laughs> letdown. <laughs> it's like how I met your mother. You're like, oh, come on. This this is what I'm saying. The main Ichijo is the is the Ted Mosby of of anime. I just I can't stand it. But there's a lot of, a lot of other characters that are like him. Yeah. So moving on, we yeah, are going yeah. to be talking about the next version of, of the uh, girlfriend, and that's the Kudere. Yeah. And I, I, I want to apologize to, to you beforehand. I don't understand why. I was highly entertained by Absolute Duo. With Absolute Duo, I made you watch episode uh, two or three of season one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just, like, there's things that, like, really annoyed me. Like, the, like when they're all working out in the gym and, like, they're all pulling their, their underwear snaps and stuff like that. Like, I just, as I was like, done, I don't want to watch this anymore. So tell me, <laughs> what was your experience learning about the okay. lead character Julie in that uh, in that show, uh, Absolute Duo. Okay, what did you so, learn about her approach and how she is? Well, and all so that first stuff? of all, Absolute Duo, as best I can gather, appears to be some sort of training school where these highly talented or these these younger people, I don't know if they're children or students or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, have potential to do something greater to become Absolute Duo. Now, the the end of the second episode again. So we're not spoiling like the whole series for you. Uh, and if you did, you I have to pick like your permanent duo partner, and then say like a really wonky oath that like makes them your life partner. Um, it's not romantic, but anyway. So Julie is the, the scene opens. She's <laughs> laying in bed with her roommate, and 
and she's like whimpering in her sleep and he's like hey 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 how did you get in my bed your eye rolls by the way Cal are like yeah I'm sorry I'll, I'll try to refrain from making faces I'm, I'm in the right. middle of it but go ahead so, so Julie was kind of this like she's incredibly talented and and but she's also helpless like she won't stand up for herself she's quiet she's um and it got okay so i guess it got a little heavy-handed by the end of the episode so these two characters and i I forget the male character's name Mm -hmm. but they're going through the schooling together and julie um is like an exchange student like i think her mother's japanese and Mm -hmm. she's not she's not scandinavian you know oh that's why she has silver hair yes good explain away right so um so he starts helping her through schooling. Like she speaks Japanese really well, but she's not good at writing it. So he starts help helping her with a writing lesson. And, and uh, he tries to really encourage her to talk to other people and all this stuff. But ultimately she kind of falls flat on her face. And at the end he has sort of this like male savior thing where he's like, I will be the rock upon which you lean. And, and, he gets her to swear to be his forever duo, which, I mean, she wanted anyway, so it's not like he was talking her into something that she didn't want to do. Um, she was... Uh, okay, now that I'm revisiting it, I'm like, maybe it wasn't so great as I, as I thought <laughs> it was. But, you know, I mean, I don't know where they're going to go with that. Hopefully she can... Multiple of these characters, two of the four characters you gave me, can't speak to other humans in anything louder than a whimper, which is exceptionally awkward <laughs> and uncomfortable for everybody and uncomfortable so so, hoping so yeah yeah when going. julie becomes her superhero self or whatever you do when you're an absolute duo uh that she'll come out of her shell a bit absolute duo that sounds like a it sounds like a, a vodka drink of some sort like can i have one absolute yeah. duo please um no but with with julie sigtuna who what's which is her name uh and tor which is kind of, I guess, a Japanese pronunciation of Thor, which is because they can't do the th sound, is and that's yeah, why she but likes his so best much. friend's name is his best friend's name is Tora, and I'm like, you had to pick two names that had a one freaking letter difference, right? If it wasn't confusing enough, so absolute duo is part of this cadre of of anime that just annoy me to no end, and that is the like. School that's primarily for magical girls, but somehow lets a few guys in, and the guys are usually a lot better than them at something particular. Like, mm. he doesn't just have a shield that he has a special punch, so he's, like, special for everything, but all the girls right. are like, oh, you beat me, oh, this is great. Like, and so, but once again, before we go, I get into my gripes about Absolute Duo, I want to first hear Kudere. If, if I told you that Julie was a Kudere, what are some traits that you took from her that makes her that? I don't well, I, I said it already. I mean, she's she's capable but needs a push. Mm-hmm. Is is I think what I would she's more than capable mm-hmm. but needs a push. And that's how I would lay right. it out. So I'm gonna put my gripes into a different basket for a little later. But first, yes. the coup de day. Do your gripes include uh finding something the girl in the bed with you randomly landing with their face in a crotch? That's there. Uh, yes, I will. Uh, my bag of okay. my bag of gripes are here on the side. I picked them up from the from the farmers market. My bag of gripes <laughs> is here. I am ready to to take them out of the bag. But first, the point of this episode, kudere, kudere comes from the J- Japanese pronunciation of the word cool, and a kudere is a girl who or and, and, and for another thing I want to preface is that all these archetypes can be for boys too. It's not specifically for girls, but I think just for the sake of consistency, we kept it all mm-hmm. females. Um, Kudere uh, is for means cool, meaning that they have they're always at this they're like flatliners. Their eyes are generally found. Oh, so not right. cool like hip, but cool is in like he's a cool customer, right? Like, exactly. And it, and it could be sometimes it does display itself as that like they're really cool, but like nonchalant. But mm-hmm. in her in Julie's case, it's like cool and never reacts to how awkward she is. So in, right. In so that, like when she gets rejected to be the duo with the other girl, she just climbs big ben which is in japan i guess and right. and, and stares out in the distance and is just totally mm-hmm. no no selling non-phased. the disappointment non-phased yeah it's it's for her it's like it's it's also like part of the if you because uh, i watched the first episode so i can get a little bit because this is one that i had watched prior to it 
is that mm-hmm. she uh, she always wears like a boy shirt for her pajamas. And like he's like, why are you wearing that? She's like, these are my pajamas. And he's like, but that's but that's a guy shirt. It's not real pajamas. She's like, well, I'm wearing it to bed. Doesn't that make it pajamas? And then she like crawls yeah. over to him, crawls over to him in that shirt. And then she like leans really close and's like, I really like that move you showed me the other day. And it's like, <laughs> he doesn't. And then, and then and at home you can't see this, but he's like talking in the morning. He's she's like he's like, how did you get in this bed again? And it shows his face, and then it cuts back to her, and she's like turned with her butt towards the camera (laughs) and she's like oh i'm just sleeping here like right it's like they have zero reactions to what a normal person would have to either being found naked having their panties being seen or any over sexualization it's just they're just flatline the entire time and that is why excitement level of vanilla Right. Usually the coup today is either third, third, fourth, or fifth. They're usually like thrown in the bunch at some point when you meet random girls throughout the story. But I mm-hmm. picked this one because she's the central character. Right. Now, now that you know what coup today is, and mm-hmm. I can take my bag of gripes and put them in my bag and right here in front yes. of me. So first thing, I hate, hate, hate the trope of girl, girl randomly shows up in your bed. It's stupid. It's in every anime and I hate it. And it's like, oh my God, how do you? And then like the guy has to be very like shocked that the girl's in bed with him. Like, oh my God, right. why is she in bed with me? Second gripe that I Guys, have. You, you, you sleep in bunk beds. She's yes. in a bed below you. There's like, no way you can sleepwalk that. Unless you're doing some sort of like stepbrothers where you're like, you're just like randomly showing up and things and throwing pillows in the oven. I can't see how you can end up in bed with him and then fall asleep. Right. Second thing is what you said is like the random inappropriate contact moments where like, oh my God, I'm falling into your, my crotch is in your face. Oh my God, my butt's now in your face. And like, it's just consistently yeah. like- And, and like the camera is zoomed up on right. like him talking in her panties and you're like- Right, ah. right, right. It's like, it's, 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 it's what we, you know, when we learn about fan service, it's Gooch Cam, right? Like we, right. like I'm sick Ugh. of watching all the Gooch Cam and like, and Ugh. like the girl, and then like they're, she's also like really tiny and like skinny. And so, like in one where she's like pulls her pants, her like her gym shorts, and it yeah. snaps on her ass. I was like, that's when I, that's when I threw my hands well, up. Well, and that's another thing is because like, to some success, it was comedic when they did the back and forth wrestling thing. You could right. not like it, but to some, I did laugh like right. the first move that they did. But when she's like waiting for the other person to attack her in attack stance, and it's like a gratuitous like panty adjust, you're like. Why? Right. And also think about this, Garrett. Like, this is your probably your first interaction with the inappropriate landing spot thing. I've seen at least 40 or 50 anime that do that. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm like, my eyes roll. I'm like, I'm over it. But so we can move on. Um, Knowing what you know about the coup today and about what you've learned about Absolute Do, even though I've given you a bad, my bad thoughts on it, you're your own person. Would you watch Absolute Duo? No, I would give Absolute Duo a few more episodes, but I might tune out pretty quickly because it makes sense that you say the coup today would be the second or third character. To have that as the lead might be like really boring, right? Because they're not going to give you any payoff, right? So that is uh, Julie Sigtuna and Tor, friend of. And uh, we are now moving on to the next one, which is the Don Dede. And I actually, I actually like if I uh, out of all four of these, I would say this one's one of my one of my more favorite ones. Although I didn't give what you the, the best hell is the world only God knows, um, and specifically the Don Dede character, which is Shiori. Um, tell me what you found, what you learned from this episode of the world only God knows. Uh, I found out that if it's your favorite, apparently you like animes based in a library <laughs> and, and the, the lead character Shiori is a socially awkward mute that like does is not capable of having a conversation with another human being and has a very un- unhealthy relationship with their repressed feelings because they don't want to converse with other people right. at one point um, someone asked what they, she thought about a book because, you know, she worked in a library mm-hmm. and she couldn't talk to them. So she wrote a hundred page review and handed it to them. And they were like, whoa, weirdo, get out of here. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's a wrong response to that. Right. Um, I, uh, and it's weird because the, so, so Shiare is this like assistant librarian and she works at a library and 
and basically this like cool good looking guy comes in and she she you know has a bumbling first experience with him and then he's just hanging around with his sister or something that has a pink magic noodle cloud yes a pink magic noodle cloud that's the best way i describe it for one episode floats around her neck almost like it's like a big fur coat and yeah. I thought it I thought it was just a costume piece until like the end it became like hands and did something and I was like I I have no idea what <laughs> what what the hell that is. Um but he tries to antagonize her and in one way you think well this is really mean he's being a jerk to her but in another way he's also trying to get her to open up even if it's doing these negative things, he's trying to push her buttons to get her to engage. That's a great summary. And I feel like this one more than anything needs a lot of context because I, I, I think this is one that I think you could like get a f- like a few episodes in and really actually enjoy. But like I put you in a weird spot just because I wanted you to learn about this archetype and she's archetype number four. You get introduced in this, in this mm-hmm. anime. So the title, the world only God knows refers to uh, Kama, the the lead character who is a real d-bag for a lack of a better term and he he is doesn't like society he doesn't like school he's smart but he doesn't really really care about the outside world all he cares about is dating sim games he's really good at dating simulation games in fact he's so good he's considered the god of dating sims the divine one he's the divine one and through his life he is now bumps into this demon girl. So the girl with the pink fluffy noodle cloud that you, as you referred to is Elsie and she's a demon from hell. And there's a whole bunch of negative souls that have left hell. And what they usually do when they come onto earth is they enter the bodies of young girls and they feed on their negative energy so that they can take over their bodies in order to unlock their hearts and let their soul free. Kama has to much like his dating sim, win them over and make them mm. fall in love with him to open up their heart and let the soul out so that Elsie can then capture it and bring it back to hell. I know you didn't get any of that from the episode I showed you, but it's actually a really funny episode because Kama, for being so good at what he does, he essentially like negs her for the entire episode. Yes. yes. He's like, this girl's the quiet one. So I'm just going to nag her and I'm going to write in all her books and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, and I'm going to make, and then I'm going to make her think that I'm writing one of her books, but it's going to be mine and make her feel awkward about it. (laughs) (laughs) So I honestly think it's kind of funny because, um, what a weird concept, right? Like, yeah, you're a terrible person, but like, you're really good at this one video game. And then like you use it in real life to like, it's, it's such a unique, um, idea that, um, And you didn't get to see afterwards because I, I thought this was going to resolve after one episode, but it, it took the second episode where she locks herself in the library and he says, it's okay, we could stay here if you want, but know that the world's not as scary as you think it is. And then I know that while you think you're quiet, you actually have a, more of a voice that you think you do. She falls mm-hmm. in love with him, they kiss, and then the spirit goes out. Unlike harem anime, uh, the women that he falls in love, makes them fall in love with him forget that they ever met him right after it's done. So unlike a harem he doesn't go on to have relations with these girls afterwards. So it's like literally like hit on the girl, do like a, do like kind of, it's kind of like a roofie though. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's like, what's it? The pickup artist. He's like, he basically is a pickup artist and then he goes away and then using video game tactics. And so is the whole series you're following him and he's chasing down these souls with Elsie, who's the demon, demon girl. So yes, that is, are we rooting for him? You don't necessarily root for him. And now this is now this is a good jumping off point because I think a central thing that I wanted to bring up was the concept of moe, mm-hmm. and moe can be is a lot of times converted to like it, it really it really translates to really caring for something as if they were your daughter or your child. Okay. And sometimes people take that into the weird pedophilic degree, but what this show does more than anything else, and what a lot of harem mangas do, animes try to do is it gets you to love these archetypes in a way that you care for them, not necessarily sexualize them. Mm. Think about them in a way that you're like, I know what your hopes and dreams are and what your will is and what you want to do. And I'm just wishing and rooting for you to get there. And that's what this show tries to do. It tries to get you to those feelings in Moe. So like you'll meet an athlete that doesn't feel like she's good enough or the the librarian who, 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 who feels like her library is going away from her and doesn't have a voice. And so Kama is trying to push that Moe sense out of them. And so, 
Kame is not really the person you're rooting for. You're rooting for the women. And I think that's, that's an important thing to take from it. But um, I really hope all these women kiss this douchebag. Because <laughs> otherwise they're going to, because the alternative is that a demon will take over their body. <laughs> so when did the demon get in her? When all the hell, like the hell opened up and it, and it went to a whole bunch of, it was, I mean, the, the thing takes me maybe, it's probably been three months since this happened. So, so oh, okay. Elsie's going in and, and taking all the, and doing a lot of hunting. Yeah. Okay. So okay. yeah, yeah. So it would so, make sense if we started from episode one. To answer your next question, what does the Dan in Dan Dada mean? Yes. I got no clue. Yeah. No clue. I, I know it was similar to Ku Dada, but the difference between the Don Dada versus the coup today is the don today is necessarily quiet but she's more shy quiet so don don means like you know kind of being reserved and quiet so they're always going to stutter usually so like where she comes at is like ah, ha, ha, hi there like almost like you're gonna, like, yeah. she like you're gonna hit her like that kind of thing like don't hurt me kind of thing like she's always yeah. she's very quiet in that way she has a very strong internal voice but never never uh mentions it and so your sense of moe with her is making her find her inner voice make her find her 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 confidence her strength of will um and so the don today i can't say is usually the lead female character ever she's usually kind of a side character and you're just trying to get her to feel better about herself and and like okay. usually they come with low self-esteem as opposed to the coup today right. um and that's i mean that's that's generally what you're going to get from her um with shiori um you find that uh she speaks a lot with an inner voice. So she's like, she wants to speak. Her voice doesn't really come out, but her internal monologues are going like this. Like, yeah. So that's, that's a good characteristic of Don Dede. I do did laugh because I read the manga of this one first before watching the anime. And my favorite moments, every time she's trying to say like Baka or Aho, but it's like really quiet. She like gets into his ear and she's like, Baka. and it's like, this like little wave goes through his ear. <laughs> like imagine like getting right really close to someone going, Baka. <laughs> Because you couldn't, like, pull it out. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought that up, because I hear it throughout all of these. Mm -hmm. uh, inquiring minds, including your friends, want to know, what the hell does Baca mean? Yeah, so Baca, which you probably heard from all these archetypes at least three times an episode, mm -hmm. uh, it means idiot. It means, okay. it, it's, it's, it's an insulting reference to being an idiot or dumbass. Another thing that was said by Shiori was the word aho, which is different. It's kind mm -hmm. of a little bit more, more like foolish, or yeah. you're a fool. But it, it has the same mindset, which is like when the girl's being like, Kind of like, oh, I don't like you. And like, idiot, idiot, get away from me. Don't look at my panties. Don't look at this. Like, oh, you're an idiot. Oh, like that. When they're, mm -hmm. when they're weakly slapping you away, that's, right. that's when you'll hear the Bacchus a lot of time. And um, yeah, so Don Dede is one of, those, one of those archetypes. As I said, they're not going to usually be the main character. Okay. I, that's, that's why I had trouble finding out one. Uh, but keep that in mind, Garrett. Now that you know these archetypes, are, we're going to make you list which one you right. want to be your waifu at some point. <laughs> Uh, so the last one and the one that I'm so excited to talk to you about, cause I actually yeah. think it's a really good anime yeah. is episode four of season one of Mirai Nikki or future diary. Mm. Um, and we, we followed the exploits of, Yuno, who is the Yandere character. So tell me what you learned about future diary, which is, which is probably a complete different from what you would watch prior. So are we actually following, Yuno? cause I thought, you know, was a, a companion character to right. the, the male lead. So, yeah, yeah. So how did you see, you see it? When so you as I understand it, which right. is not always as it is. Yeah. Um, it appears that there is this teenage boy who is being stalked by this teenage female named Yuno, who has pink hair. And the male's name's uh, Yuki. Whenever he thinks negatively about her, she texts him, what are you thinking about? Um, his job appears to be that he helps a detective in some way, shape, or form, and Lord knows how a teenager could help a detective, but uh, you know tags along in this episode, um, which I'm sure she does all the time, and we go to this temple mm -hmm. where apparently, so every, all these followers are waiting to get into the temple, and they get into the temple, and they visit another girl there, and I want to say that her name is Sixth, like, she six. is the sixth. Uh, it'll make more sense, but yeah. Right. But you can call it the sixth and so essentially, there must be some sort of line of, of chosen people, and they have scripture or writings or diaries mm -hmm. uh, that change and 
can predict the future depending on who they are to varying degrees and varying powers and, and whatnot. Um, when they find out when the detective and the teen find out that sixth is a future diarist, Mm -hmm. uh, they appear to be very scared. So this is probably something that's not looked upon favorably in society. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then a whole lot of cult stuff starts happening and followers start macheting one another. And essentially this teen boy, um, the cell that Sixth is in uh, is made of wood and it goes up in flames and he wants to save her. But you know, is like, no, 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 we got to get out of here. And this is like a test of, you know, if he wants to be with you know, which he does not. <laughs> he is very frightened of this girl. Um, but, you know, sometimes the people you're frightened of, you stay with because you don't want to die. Right. Uh, oh, and also... Uh, he witnessed something the day before. I don't know if she killed someone in front of him or she did something extreme in front of him. And he Mm -hmm. keeps saying, could that be me? Could that be me? Mm -hmm. And so it sort of devolves into chaos, but ultimately, you know, does save him. She figures out why everyone is acting crazy the way they're acting. They were hypnotized, yada, yada, yada. Um, And there's a, a guy named 12th who at one point ties with a rope over his head. Is a dumb dumb head? Looks like an eyeball. Looks like eyeball lollipop that he's wearing on his head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because he can't see, but he can hear really well. Right, and that's right. <laughs> so stupid. And I don't know. There's a lot of crap going on. Like it's the. Uh, yeah, it was it was entertaining. It, it right. was never lacking in excitement or or uh, you know action. But man, uh, Yuno is a is a scary character. But after I watched this, I I like did, I went to the wiki page and yeah, she is clearly at the forefront of the photo. So we get wait for it twelve volumes of mm-hmm. of insanity of of Mirai Nikki fun. So before we get into the plot and, and make more sense of what you watch, because yes, that I can understand why that's like really confusing for the most part. But mm-hmm. if I told you that um, Yuno is a is a yandere, what would you assume the characteristics of that would be? Oh, yandere! I, I I couldn't do a direct translation. I'm gonna guess it because it's not nec- it's not really a f- favorable thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the crazy girlfriend. Mm-hmm insane girlfriend and i know that that's not like really cool but i think that's what it is right so you're you're absolutely correct it's the but not, not only like not only like mentally ill because that's what yan yan mean you know yandiru means like um means to actually be mentally ill yeah but for yandere's it means like murdery love meaning like this person I would kill for you. Right. It's like, I love you so much that if you say no to that, I'm going to murder everything that you see. I'm going to murder you. I'm going to murder your pet. Like, it's like, like Glenn Close from, uh, what is the name of that movie that she's in? Oh, uh, from, uh, oh, the one she did with Michael Douglas. Yeah, right? it wasn't Basic Instinct. It was the other Michael Douglas movie. Yeah. She's a yandere. She's like the, yeah. like, she's passionate. She is, she'll love you. She really loves you so much mm-hmm. so that she'll murder you in your sleep. Yeah. If, if you, if you ever cross her and murder anybody who wants to come near you, that's generally what a yandere is. Now I think you will like this one when I tell you more of the subject matter of it. So the name fatal attraction, fatal attraction. Thank you. <laughs> we beat around the bush. But we finally got there. Um, so, um, future diary or Mirai Nikki yeah. refers to a tournament, a, a death game between 12 individuals who are giving individual phone or communication devices that tell them the future. So mm-hmm. the way this game is played is they're trying to kill themselves to the last one, and it's being held by the deus ex machina, so the god, the god of time wants you to, uh, wants you to do this because you you're going to take over his power, basically, be the mm-hmm. god of time. So, so he, you want to be the last to die? The last, the last one alive. You don't want to die. You want to be okay. alive. It's, it's basically to the last man standing. Now, you use your future diary. Each one is kind of different in a way so that you can survive the game and get it one step ahead. A lot of times when you read your future diary and it says dead end, that means you're close to dying or there's something's going to happen that's going to kill you. Okay. So 
that's why when he saw his phone, he's like, oh, it says dead end. That means something's going to happen that's going to kill me. So I have to be wary. So Is it's he like, also a numbered participant? So, so Yuki Teru, or Yuki, as she calls it, Yuki. <laughs> like that, <laughs> he's uh, number one, and Yuno's number two. Uh, the detective he found is number four, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sixth is the is the uh, person that is the uh, part of the cult. Mm-hmm. Then there's the ninth, who's a terrorist, who's the one in the in the prison cell with lollipop yeah. head. She's ninth, and then there's the twelfth, who is the uh, who is the crazy lollipop man. So uh, they all have different ways of doing it. So like number one, so Yuno has one because he's he was a kid who was always like writing, and it's funny because like. Nowadays we have smartphones, but then it was like mm-hmm. flip phones. <laughs> so his future <laughs> diary is like this flip yeah. phone in which he's constantly taking notes. So it keeps telling him everything that's happening to him. Like even if it's unnecessary information, like it says everything. For her, it's every diary entry about yeah. her relationship with Yuki. So like it just says, Yuki and I do this, Yuki and I do that. Mm-hmm. So it's like very like girlfriendy is her diary. Um, the four- what is, what is, uh, you knows, what is her diary? What's her, her gadget or It's the her... same thing. It's a phone. It's a phone, but it'll oh, okay. say, okay. but it'll say like, I, you, Yuki and I went to the park. So she'll know that in the future they're going to be at the park, you know, because she's always stalking him. So like, that's why mm-hmm. the world revolves around him. So, um, the sixth has a scroll instead of a phone. Mm. Um, the 12th has a recording device cause he can't see. So he can hear the, his mm-hmm. future diary. Uh, so there's a lot of different ways. And so you can see how they strategize each one and they're trying to kill themselves the last one. It's a very cool, yeah. really cool one and, and really dark, like super dark. And Yuno's character gets really fleshed out by the end of the show. And it's really, I think it's awesome. So okay. knowing what you now know about future diary, what I told you about the plot, would you, would you take on future diary as a future anime, so to speak? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it sounds, and it certainly sounds like something that has a conclusion. It's not going to drag on forever because right. you know there's twelve people that got to kill them off eventually. Right. Um, it was a little disturbing, but I I I could definitely see myself watching it. It was in my top two of the right. four you. you okay. Gave. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, and 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 you know, once again, I for all those who are watching that are, are listening, they're thinking like I'm giving Garrett the most random anime at the worst time. I I know I, there's there's a reason for this one, but well, um, what I would say is, and each was fairly different. There's as you said, there's similarities between Kudere and Dandere, um, but each character was very different. My issue is is none of these seem like prime time players. Like, yes, you said you struggled with the Dandere to find someone who was the lead in that episode and was that archetype. Right. Uh, But none of these seem like they would be the lead. So what is the name of the archetype that's just like the fun, basic girlfriend that they put in everything? Well, there is the Dere Dere, which is the fun girlfriend. There's also the Baka Dere, which is the dummy one that like is just like kind of like just running through life, running into, you know, hitting, stepping on rakes all the time, but it's still kind of lovable. Um, there's a Moidare, which is like kind of used to like there. She's usually very the like upbeat and like as like a normal person. But okay. that is the case. Like when it comes to harem anime, there really isn't supposed to be a conclusion. You're supposed to root for one. It's kind of like picking a member of a boy band you like so much. You're not going to actually have any conclusion in which you end up with that person. It's right. there to, to spark your interest in that personality yep. and to root for that person. Eventually, mm-hmm. the, it, it has to come up with an answer at some point. And as I told you in the fan service episode, a lot of times the archetypes get even bigger. Like they get wildly bigger and there's so many more girls and right. it gets overwhelming. But for the most part, it's okay. these four or five, the, including the, the girl next door archetype, that usually encompasses who's like really in the running, so to speak. Um, mm-hmm. And most of the time, it's either the one you met first, <laughs> which is such always a letdown, right. or in the case of, uh, you know, I don't know if you're going to watch Nisekoi, but in the case of Chitoge, she's not actually the girl he's been looking for, but they end up falling for each other at the end. So it's yeah. like that, that kind of thing. So... Um, so it's, it, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like if you're in learning these things, it's good to know why it exists and, and why mm-hmm. it's important to the medium, but also at the same time, I can see barriers to entry because you're like, am I setting myself up for disappointment? And I can understand that. Like if you're mm-hmm. like, I really, I really, cause I'm shy. Maybe you're shy yourself and you're like, I really think of myself as a Don today myself. And if that person mm-hmm. never gets who they want or never gets satisfaction, then why would I read that? You know? I can see that to being a real barrier entry to really liking the style, but 
Um, but I guess the next question is, Garrett, because we're, we're going to set you up. If you weren't so happily married yes. and Garrett was the world only Garrett knows, and we were going to set you up with one of these archetypes who, mm-hmm. you know, the perfect waifu for you. Which one do you think that you have the most in common with that, or that you, that you think that you would have the most well, fun being around? Well, I think like most people, our, our taste in everything evolves. I have dated a Yandere. <laughs> Kyle and I lived together went yeah. in New York City when I dated this Yandere. <laughs> and let me tell you, when you fly close to the sun, it's fun. <laughs> until you get burned. Burn. And she brings up the hatchet and she'll go, get rid. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you think this thought? I didn't think it, but you just did. <laughs> what? <laughs> what Jedi weirdo mind tricks are you giving me? <laughs> <laughs> so um, obviously, Yandere is not your top one. You know, the murdery one right, is not right. your favorite. So. Uh, so in my 20s, I definitely would have chased a Yandere. Uh, yeah. I also would have chased and have my entire life, like, Sundere's like mm-hmm. because there is like there is for lack of a better term when you're in the dating pool the thrill of the chase mm-hmm. and if the archetype is that they're showing just enough interest to keep you interested but they are you know you get to peel away the layers or eventually you get to crack open the egg uh one or two things happens Either you get frustrated because you you tire of mm-hmm. of this personality type, or you get what you want mm-hmm. and you find out it really wasn't what you wanted all along, mm-hmm. and that's kind of hollow and shallow. But it is what it is. Well, this whole so, thing's shallow to begin with. Like if you think right. about it, yeah. So I would say for me, uh, I would also be bored out of my mind with a don today. So <laughs> I would say for me now. I would go for a coup de day. And I actually think my wife is a bit of a coup de day. And I say Uh that because she's really a cool customer. She, when she's, I I hear her because we've been working from home. I hear her in her business meetings and she keeps it professional Mm -hmm. all the time. Just like even keel. And of course, like, you know, when we're together and we have our moments, we we express ourselves fully to each other. But she's, uh, and she's also like, Julie Sigtuna. Sigtuna is incredibly talented, highly capable, um, but sort of needs a companion. And I like that because I yeah. like that, you know, like I, I love that my wife is so independent and so wonderful, mm-hmm. but we're still stronger together right. and makes than we are weird. apart. Right. Um, we are absolute duo. <laughs> and I'm sure I remember being at your wedding and you guys pulling a shield and sword out and pointing it <laughs> to this guy and, and doing that whole chant. Um, as I long think, as we live i just i think for me like you know i do have my types and i do have a flavor of the week for me i think being yeah. a when you're a weeb you do have a flavor of the week like well, sometimes it's you're awesome. water, yeah. you can you can fawn and lust over a yandere but if you're using your thinking brain <laughs> you don't go near it right exactly especially if they're hatchet bound you know where they have hatchets in their hands yeah. uh I think for me, the character that I always is is the is the Dandere. I know it bores you, but I, I think for me because I'm very expressive and I, and I like being outgoing. I like like I do this with my wife too. I know this like when she's like shutting off or like being very like quiet. I like to like mm-hmm. poker. Like yeah, for me if, that's fun. If you said to me, Garrett, uh, if Kyle said to me, Garrett, what do you think my wife is? I would say I think your wife's a Dandere. Yeah, yeah, she's very she's very but she's like quiet but also like assertive but at the same time like she she's like she she proves that point of like mm-hmm. it's better to not speak and have someone think you're an idiot than then speak up and prove them right like yeah. she's that thing of like i want to be very particular with what i say before i do it and she has an inner monologue and when i act up around her she holds her tongue right because exactly. you're married now yes <laughs> <laughs> so so for me i think i'm married to don today but like the best version of it you know not right, necessarily right, right, like she right. talks and she'll tell me what's up whenever she she she'll yell baka as opposed to you know so let it squeak through my ears. So, um, so last oh, point, Kyle, told <laughs> me Baca quite often. Um, and, and she's not wrong half the time. Uh, so when we get to our Weeben Noob score, once again, the Weeben Noob score is how is it for a fan versus how is it for a newcomer? Um, 
once again, because we watched four different shows, I'm going to ask you to rank your favorite shows like we did with fan service. Okay. What was your, which one do you like the most? Which one do you like the least? And I'll do the same thing, but mine is more like, how important is it to the, to the avid fan? Well, I came in here with a ranking thinking that's how you would do it. But the more we've sort of fleshed them out, there might've been a little bit of flip flopping in yeah. there. So right at the bottom would be, uh, again, to the people who love these shows, to the creators of these shows, this is all off of just one episode glances. And right. I recognize exactly. it's not giving it a full chance, but right. number four would be the world only God knows mm -hmm. because I just, if we're following him around and the demon around, they were highly uninteresting characters. Okay. And so I, I just didn't have an interest in it. And obviously the, the, the Don today in that episode is not in all the episodes. She's just in a couple of them until her story arc is over. Right. Uh, but I just didn't have interest in her either. So it didn't, it didn't really do anything for me. Right. Um, number three. Because I hope I didn't talk you out of Absolute Duo. It's going to be False Love or Absolute Duo. Okay. So which one? Here's are you the deal. Before tonight, three was at, three was False Love and two was Absolute Duo. Okay. But you have kind of talked me out of it with the gratuitous. And also now that I know more about the background of the storyline, yeah, yeah. one's just going to be like a buddy cop movie. Right. And... And the other one has a little bit more intrigue. So, okay, I will commit and I will say Absolute Duo, number three. Right. False Love, number two. Right. And Future Diary clearly just had the most depth. Right. Number one. It had the most going on. It had a man with an eyeball sack over his head it, uh, who was sort of like Check. auto asphyx erotica tying like Check. rope around himself. <laughs> auto erotic asphyxiation. Check. Guy with a dum dum head, check. <laughs> Girl who gets her eyeball pulled out, check. Like <laughs> oh, that's right, her eyeball gets pulled out. Uh, oh, I, th um, I respect that. I respect that list here because I think. Uh, well, you know, well, yeah. By the way, the girl who got her eyeball pulled out. This is the first we've mentioned ever. She's sitting in a jail cell below the temple, completely naked. And every time you see her, the bars of the jail cell strategically block out her nipples, and right. you're like, well. Fan service must always be paid. Correct. Thank you, Gary. You're getting it now. I want you to, every time I watch, see you watch anime, you're going to be like, fan service, fan service, fan service. Um, and I think for me, the order's a little different. I think um, it goes, uh, absolute do is my absolute worst. I, it's just, I've seen it. It wasn't that bad. Uh, I'd have, it's my, you, this you is my score. So more than me? Yes. I've, I think it's because I've seen too many of that, like, vagina falling into face thing yeah. prop you know for right. me to actually get you know to enjoy it in any way shape or form right. so right. four for that three i'm gonna make nisei koi just because i think the the story because i read the manga so far i got like mm -hmm. one through i i spent time on this one and mm -hmm. like it was all right um i liked it but it was all right right i really like the world only god knows i think it's a really i think it's a really funny so one. that's your number two yeah, yeah, it's my number two. And the number one, of course, is, is Future Diary. I think out of all these, I think we should do an, ep uh, an episode on Future Diary. I think it's a really good. Oh, okay. That, like, death game. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that, um, I think, so ultimately, last thoughts, Garrett. Uh, you know, did you, do you feel like you had a learning experience from, from what re you, you? Yeah, well, I, I always like, oh, my God. So the, half the barrier to entry is there's so much anime that you don't know what you're supposed to watch. Mm -hmm. and and but now so, you have and, and this is in addition to being fun and getting to talk with my buddy this is just a way to dip my toe into the water with so many different things and i'm keeping a little notebook and i'm I'm, you know i'm putting a little star next to the ones that if we ever have a break mm -hmm. uh because at this point you know with with everything that goes on in life you know i'm i'm making sure to keep up and watch my assigned reading or <laughs> my assigned watching but uh, I don't necessarily always have time to revisit ones to be like, oh, like I, I, I still have like Cowboy Bebop saved to my saved in my watch list. I still have uh, Full Metal Alchemist saved to my watch list. So I need to get back to those to revisit them to to finish them off. Um, but I, I am, you know, I I get to know now that there's like at least one of these that I can with with Future Diary that I can add to that and be like, yep, this is something that needs to be explored more fully. Right. Uh, it's, it's about sweet. building up your language. It's about building up 
for like most things, it's like it's like when you read Harry Potter, it's like learning what a Ravenclaw or a Pufflepuff is. It's right. like when you watch Game of Thrones, learning about the houses. Mm-hmm. It's you, yeah. in order to I really think, appreciate, it, you got to learn a language to get to it. Not true, that, I do think it's highly like subjective mm-hmm. and borderline, if not borderline, just straight up inappropriate to sort of put these characters in the, these boxes. Right. Uh, but, you know, again, I think they probably get away with it because it's like animation. But <laughs> Pretty much. So yeah. as, we've, as Garrett has dipped his toe into the uh, anime pool, I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, which of these four archetypes would you have? Uh, which is your ultimate waifu? Is it Jitoge? Uh, would you roll the dice on Yuno in the Yandere? Uh, you know, which, yeah. Also, it, if you have any crazy experiences with a Yandere, we'd love to hear about it. Please yes. leave names and identities out of it. <laughs> if you got an entertaining story, happy to listen. Also, what color hair does she have? If it's pink, <laughs> get out of there. And uh, for that, we want to say thank you and good night. Take care, guys. Thank you.